Join occupational therapist and key creative CEO John John Rivero as he shares the history of how Key Creative was founded. You'll also hear more about our mission and vision and the scope of what we'll be covering this season. Stay tuned, it's time for Key Talks. So, welcome to Key Talks. Whether this is your first podcast or maybe your 50th out there, we are so glad you're here with us today. And my name is Deanna Halls, and I'm Key Creative's communications director, and I'm a professional human ecologist. To my right today is also my co-host, Paula Audrey Rivero, Key Creative's chief operating officer. And me over here, I'm Michael Schwake. I'm the chief technical officer and also just general IT and sound. So making things sound beautiful and look beautiful. So I am super excited to be here. This is my first time hosting a podcast. Um, and I think your first time as well, right, Deanna? Yeah, like I've guessed it before, but You've I've guessed, never been yeah. like a host. Like yeah, this. so we're two brand new hosts. We're excited to have you guys along for the journey with us. Um, it's all going to be learning and growing, so we'll all be doing it together. We're excited to share some great content with everyone in our community. And I'm feeling a little nervous, but um, mostly excited, especially that today we're going to be talking with um, the founder. Deanna, do you yeah. want to introduce him? We figured we'd start with none other than John John Rivero, Chief Executive Officer and Founder of Key Creative. Woo! Here's John John. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Nice to see everyone. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. <laughs> we are happy to have you. <laughs> uh, it was a little awkward hanging out in the green room by myself, but uh, it's great to be here. Everyone looks so great. Thanks for having me. We tried our best for the first time here. <laughs> Dressed for success, right, Deanna? Why don't we start at the beginning? Because mm. we always start with the good story. So, John, start John, good story. Yes. Tell us the story of Key Creative. How how we got to where we are today? You know, Deanna, that's a great question. And um, I was thinking about that question today and last week. And um, I went down a wormhole because, as you know, uh, I like to talk and my brain goes in so many different ways and tangents. So I'm going to do my best to give you give us the best uh, Coles Notes version of how Key Creative and started. And I'm going to keep him on track, everybody. Uh, so don't worry about that. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> um, so like um, I started off at the Center for Autism Services Alberta, which is a great organization that gave me a chance as an occupational therapist. And... Um, I was given so many opportunities to uh, basically take an idea uh, of something that I love, uh, basically martial arts, taekwondo, um, or acting, drama, theater, and uh, be able to incorporate it in a playful way and and basically create uh, a very, very specific uh, niche as an occupational therapist. And so uh, for the first two or three years of my practice, um, I uh, was given this opportunity to create these groups. Um, and they allowed me to create the Young Master Club, uh, which is an adaptive Taekwondo program. Um, and the reason that's important to me is because I, I grew up um, using martial arts as a way to help engage my father who had a brain tumor. And little did I know that that would be basically a career that in and of itself uh, to use adapted martial arts to help children living with autism. And so I was, I feel like I'm, I was given a golden ticket. Like I was given a golden ticket in the sense that um, they allowed me to express uh, a talent of mine and incorporated it into my occupational therapy practice. And so I was given a little bit and then I went for more. So, you know, the, the saying, you give an inch and then, you know, you go for, for more. And so I went for more and I uh, created a program with some colleagues there called Kids Closet, which um, taught um, dressing um, to children and their families um, through the use of theater and going into different personas, uh, different theme rooms, dress 
uh, for different uh, climates and uh, different adv adventures, basically. And so um, I was able to put on a persona. I'm an actor and um, loved the opportunity to perform uh, in and of itself. Uh, my, I guess my my spirit um, wants to perform for an audience. And uh, I had the opportunity to do that with children, with our clients, so children with autism and their families, and they loved it. And luckily they didn't uh, fire me. <laughs> and so I, I started, um, uh, I guess, grasping on to this idea that, hey, I am more than my profession. I'm, I'm, of course, before I was an OT, I was a martial artist and I still am. I'm, I'm an actor. I'm a musician. And I thought to myself, well, how can I incorporate those aspects of me into my practice? And the Center for Autism allowed me um, to basically create my own job um, description and run these groups with some incredible colleagues. Well, uh, one, one night I got really enthusiastic, shall we say, and um, I had a Jerry Maguire moment. And for those of us, and I know, Deanna, you'd mentioned you hadn't seen Jerry Maguire. That's okay. <laughs> no. That's a, it's a good movie. I think it's a good movie. John and I are uh, becoming old school. Yeah. Old Show school me the money is the, is, is the tagline for the Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr., right? <laughs> but basically, it's about Tom Cruise um, and uh, his career at the top of his career um, as, a, as a talent agent or, sorry, as an athlete professional athlete agent and he's losing all these clients um uh because he wrote this oh he, he's focusing only on maybe one or two um popular athletes at the time and he's 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 starting to lose his connection and his relationship to the people that invested in him and believed in him as an agent to represent him so you guys can look up the the, the, the synopsis, synopsis. No, but it's <laughs> Jerry Maguire. it's no, important to it's, talk to about. it's totally important to to talk about and i think like the thing that i remember john is that you were testing you were um pushing the boundaries and i think that's what jerry Maguire was doing also as he was want he was innovating he was creating on a different level than other people and i saw you doing that and you really put yourself out there vulnerably crossing your fingers hoping for the best and i mean you take it from there what yeah happened well next? There, there was a moment that and the reason why i call it the jerry Maguire moment is because he create he started remembering why he decided to go into the profession in the first place and he wrote this um, essay, if you will, uh, more, more, maybe a business plan or maybe some ideas. It's a little vague in my memory, but he wrote these ideas of how a client, how an agent should treat their athletes basically. And he, he, he wrote it. It was controversial and, and put it in, uh, the entire firm's mailboxes. And the next day, uh, and I'm sure he stepped on people's toes, um, at least this is how I remember the movie, um, he lost pretty much all of his uh, supporters, except for one, and that was Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> who, who Show was, me the money! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the reason why I bring that up, I had a similar moment where I... I believe we were we were doing awesome work and we continue everyone has different philosophies on how we learn and I believed that we were working on a lot of splinter skills uh we were working on a lot of um discrete trial which is basically sit down and chew pick red and then if you get red you get a skittle it's like ABA adapted behavior analysis right and um I felt that there that that had a lot of research it's great but it just didn't sit well with me it wasn't it wasn't resonating with me as a as a form of therapy and so I basically wrote a business plan and I had all these ideas about using kids strengths let's get away from the tables and let's start Let's start doing activities like Taekwondo. Um, let's incorporate, like, let, the learning is through the natural activities of daily living and the, the leisure ex exercises and, and, and activities, the occupations that give people meaning. Uh, we had, at the time, I had kids who were so brilliant with uh, memorizing Disney scripts uh, auditorily or visually remembering all the credits and that's what they would draw and you couldn't get them to do anything else and I said well my idea was well why fight that well how could we use that in in therapy so just ideas like that and then incorporating more of um, 
like a, a one team approach, right? And, and having the child be at the center. And um, so that's not anything new, but what was different about what I was writing was OT at the time wasn't focused on that. It was focused on a lot of printing. It was a lot of cut on this line and fine motor skills was, was basically the, the, um, the, the lane that people wanted us to, to, to fit fit in and I so I ended up writing this this long uh, but very valuable in my mind um, therapy plan and idea and it, I off, obviously also got into um, perhaps the restructuring of a team and it was very much hierarchical um, and so I, I thought well we, we shouldn't have a hierarchy that the person it should be concentric should be circular and I, I, I don't know if it was, if I was even eloquent enough, but I, I, uh, wrote it. I sent it off to all the consultants and I printed it off and I put it into everyone's mailbox. And I thought, Oh, here I go. Uh, I'm like Jerry Maguire. I'm writing my, my modus operandi. You know what, John, it's funny because I was dating John at the time. And for those of you viewers who don't know, we are married <laughs> And um, we've been together since 2006, and it was right around that time we were doing long distance. I was living in Kelowna. John was here in Edmonton, and I was out visiting you during that time, right? Or had I moved here already? Oh, you hadn't moved yet. Okay, so I was visiting, and I remember you telling me this, and I could not even fathom or grasp what he was telling me, but I remember you coming home and being like, I put these things in everyone's mailbox and they're going to wake up in the morning and they're going to see them. And I'm like, Oh yeah, no big deal. Like it's all good. Like I had no idea, but when you tell it now, it's like, Oh my gosh, like you were really, you really put yourself out there. And, and I think it was really brave and courageous of you to do that. And now that I know what has come from you doing that and this and the courage I think that it's given you. I mean, it's been inspirational. I think that's what's inspired a lot of people to join with you and and become part of of this team. So yeah, kind of so, cool. And um, what what ended up happening um, was I woke up late because <laughs> I stayed <laughs> up late at the center uh, mm -hmm. writing these ideas, and I I basically had a proposal for the OT department to leave mm. the Center for Autism. Um, and uh, because the SLP department had left mm. the Center for Autism and started their own practice and was now working as consultants. And that's what my, my vision was. Well, the only way for this to work is if we leave. Um, <laughs> so, and it was almost like a proposal for that. Anyways, um, I, I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, what time, I'm late, I have a meeting. And I get to the office, and I, re I remember um, the awesome receptionist say, uh, John, John, they're waiting for you in the boardroom. And I instantly thought, oh, my gosh, I just made a huge mistake. Like, I basically told the Center for Autism that my ideas, the only way it's going to work is if I take all the OTs that we're going to leave as an OT organization. Um, uh, and, and what am I going to do now? Like I'm telling them basically, this is the way I think this is the way OT should work within this organization. And luckily I sit down and all the consultants are there. They're so kind and loving. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, I'm going to get fired right here, right now on the spot. And um, everyone looked at me like, yeah, thanks for this proposal. This is great. I'm like, really? So I'm not fired? <laughs> Basically, I'm thinking I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. And they're like, no, like, this is great. And you're going to have to start to think about maybe you start your own practice, basically. And uh, I was like, well, no, no, I'm not trying to start my own. Well, I guess I am because I'm proposing that the OTs. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not what I meant. You know, that's not what I'm trying to, that's not what I'm trying to do. And then, but then it made me realize, you know, maybe, maybe I, I can start my own practice. Right. And, um, that, that moment, um, I remember coming to Paula and saying, well, um, what do we, what do I do? Right. And, um, I basically came back to them and said, I'm going to give myself a year. 
Um, I'll, I'll lead, I'll continue to be the lead of the OT department at the Center for Autism and do the best job that I can leading that. Um, and within a year, if I uh, can build enough clients in the rural community, because uh, that's where Key Creative had its roots, um, I will have, you know, I will part ways um, and start a new journey and new adventure. Um, I- I think it's important for and interesting for the viewers to know that um, during that time, John was working as a rural therapist while he was also working at the Center for Autism. And he was sought out to do that because there weren't any clinicians locally or within Edmonton that were actually providing the service out to the rural communities. They were actually flying people in. From California. Um, from California, for example. So John was taking on clients, you know, one by one here, and it was building to five clients to 10 clients. And I remember us sitting down and being like, you asking me, and I'm like, well, things look good on paper. I mean, why not? Like, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> and and so I, I remember that conversation quite vividly. And again, not realizing what we were getting into, but knowing how talented you were and how um, skilled and courageous and bold you were in in your vision. So oh, thanks, Paula. I, mm-hmm. I basically would had had a full time job Monday to Friday mm-hmm. with the Center for Autism, running groups and and leading the OT department. And then on the weekends, would see four or five clients on a Saturday. Yeah, do like a fifteen to twenty hour day, yeah. uh, and that would be for a whole year. And then eventually. Um, I realized and and Paula helped me realize that the caseload that I had on the weekend um, and I'd be hustling, busting my butt, driving out to White Court, driving to San Gudo and Mayor Thorpe and, and, uh, you know, service a lot of those families in the rural communities. um, I had just as much income, um, you know, doing rural private practice uh, as I did, you know, doing my uh, Monday to Friday, uh, work at the center for autism and, um, the center for autism and thank God for them. Um, and some incredible mentors allowed me and encouraged me to, to still, you know, to have that practice. And, uh, because it wasn't in competing in competition with the center. Um, so that gave me the confidence to, um, to go full force and um, so just just to backtrack a little bit more, because I it, a lot of it was like about confidence. Yeah. Um, like I. Well, I didn't and I ha- think yeah. I think people have to remember, like you were a 25, 24, 25 year old young man, 20, 23, even 20, like navigating, <laughs> you know, these two worlds and being like, do I have enough to cover X, Y, Z? And we're like, oh, I think you might have more than enough. Like, yeah, <laughs> this could be doable. It, it may, when, in, when we were in that moment, I had done a bachelor in business admin. And at that point, I was actually going through a career change. And it, yeah, it was a bachelor in business admin. And I, and I thought, I can, I can help you. Like I have, I have some knowledge in this area with administration and running a business and, you know, we can do this. Like if I help you on the back end with like the invoicing and accounts receivable and just organizing all these papers that you have and just some of really those basic things, but we were really two kids, 24 years old, like navigating a new world and really just going, I feel we were working from our hearts at that point. Yeah. So, so going back to that, if I, if I, if you didn't have that business background and that um, push for me to start my own practice, I don't think I, I would have. Um, I because um, you know there are my colleagues at the time had plus 15, 30 mm-hmm. years, I, I was actually invited. This is one of the milestones of how I started to get more confidence. In 2006, my second year of practice, I uh, received the Sunrise Therapist Award, which uh, was awarded um, by the Alberta Council of Rehabilitation Medicine to the uh, a therapist, whether it's OT, SLP, or PT, who has contributed the most to the profession within their first five years of practice. Now, 
I didn't, I didn't think I was even nominated, but my colleagues at the Center for Autism nominated me. And because of that, because I got this award, um, the MDT panel of well, Alberta, of FSCD, um, you know, also recognized me as an expert. And really, to be honest, I, I really didn't know what I was doing other than combining what I knew, martial arts, uh, play uh, and theater with play therapy and occupational therapy. Um, and it was at that panel where I th started to think like, I don't know if I should be sitting here because the panel was um, a, a group of people with minimum, you know, 20 years of experience. Um, I had some incredible psychologist mentors, SLP mentors, OT mentors who were probably like, why are you on this panel? You just graduated two years ago. Um, but anyways, um, luckily they, they took me under their wing and uh, it was at an actual panel meeting where we're recommending services to a client um, and we're asking questions. We're trying to figure out how many, you know, how, how is, how is therapy working for this child? Do they, are they eligible? We make recommendations to the province and I didn't know the, the role, I was actually treating the client um, as if they were my client, and that's not the role of the MDT member. So this is what, how Key Creative, re the moment where Key Creative actually started is when mm -hmm. I get a call after that MDT panel um, from the, the FSCD supervisor in White Court at the time, North Region, saying, wow, that, that family was so impressed with how you asked questions and how you were so engaged about the learn what the child was interested in, what made them tick, they would like to hire you. Are you willing to go out to White Court? And I said, "What is? Where is White Court? Uh, I work for the Center for Autism." Said so we would like if we would like you to consider supporting this family's specialized services program in White Court, Alberta, and you could be the OT. And I, I, that's when I talked to you, Paula, saying like, wow, they, they're asking me to start um, a private practice. I, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and you said, Paula, just do what you do in Edmonton, but do it in White Court. So the confidence, I, if people didn't believe in me, I don't know if I would have believed in myself. Yeah. And I think, John, I think something to recognize, and I think you recognize this now, and, and I think it's like for Key Creative and all of us, we resonate with this. Like there's a there's a, a special energy and vibrancy that you bring to a room and a, and a kindness and a love that um, maybe you were younger. And but I think people felt that that new energy that was inspiring. Right. And I think that's what Key Creative is based on like if for those of you who don't know key is actually pronounced chi it's a mandarin word um it means energy and it's a life force that connects us all and i think when you came to me with that again it kind of seemed distant from me in one way but in another way it really resonated like we're all energy so when i was thinking about what name to call the company or the sole proprietor um that um was now is now known as key creative uh i was i wanted to incorporate some kind of energy and as i'm, I'm a martial artist as you know and one of the things i was really into at the time was qigong and tai chi uh, as it relates to like um healing but also uh, superhuman strength <laughs> is kind of what i was thinking and then i thought of our kids I, I literally thought of our, our clients as children who have superhuman abilities. And I used to watch these videos of masters, um, whether they're fake or not, break boards with their fingers because they put chi in their fingers and they imagine their energy going into their fingers and they break all these boards. And I saw these masters breaking multiple, like just feats of strength. And it really appealed to me. So I thought, okay, we got to incorporate some kind of chi, which is QI. And I'm like, wow, no organizations called like in, in our industry is definitely not called chi. And I'm like, well, let's just call it chi. And I'm like, boy, wait a second. Um, so I go on the, on the, um, 
database of Canadian corporations or trade names, and Chi was already incorporated. There's a Chi Incorporated in Canada. So I thought, okay, well, I can't go Chi. But then I thought, well, I'm we're all creative beings. Like we all have different ways of learning and we, ha- we, ha- we can come up with different ways to like express ourselves and connect with people. So I thought, well, okay, well, I'm not just a martial artist. I'm also a musician. I'm a performer. Like everybody can is, is like that. And I thought, well, our kids are like that. So I added the name creative to it. And then I thought, okay, well, I, I literally got one of those things from the register that says how to start your own company, yeah. right? And it's like, <laughs> totally. this is what you should have something that tells you what the what your name is. It's different, <laughs> um, but also say what you do. It's, they're called starting a business for dummies. I think <laughs> probably <laughs> no, not no. appropriate anymore. It might, but it might be called it for dummies, but uh, sure that wasn't the one they, I was looking at. At the registry, yeah, at the yeah, registry, yeah, they yeah. had the da 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 for dummies. Sure, sure, like yeah. I don't know if those things. Are yeah, still probably, available. But that's I, probably the one exactly. I, I know. Yeah, I know they have them at the AMA. I've seen oh, them when I'm, when I'm there. Them. Yeah, they, they is have. Is dummy like, still a like yeah. a term oh, that yeah. is yeah. used? Okay, I, just that's sorry, another John. Topic hold on your an episode. <laughs> yeah, to- totally is. Yeah, appropriate and inappropriate language. Stay tuned. Um, John, side note, John has a party trick of superhuman strength. As you're speaking of superhuman strength, what's got, Mike, you know this. Oh, I know because I used to have the video on my, on my YouTube channel and John got me to take it down. (laughs) John can break the bottom off of a glass bottle with his elbow. So he's not hitting the top of the bottle and then the top of the bottom of the glass bottle. Yep. breaks off yeah and, uh, <laughs> there, there's so so it's there's funny some ca- like because you, you need to have liquid to in there you yes, need to have okay. liquid in there and, and i think like it's a lot of people are like oh it's not chi it's just physics and it's true there's physics well, but physics is energy need, as the uh, resident physicist <laughs> yeah, yeah. i will say yes it yes. is physics and so like people might might okay so sidebar mike made this uh <laughs> this like video of me doing this in someone and i i think drew's, our friend drew's anyways, backyard yeah. Yeah. and i was worried because it was getting a lot of views and that's okay that's fine but <laughs> i started key creative at the time and people are like googling my name and this the number one video Superhuman is me <laughs> taking a beer bottle <laughs> that was filled with water and then doing multiple attempts and then finally it breaking uh with the bottom turn anyways so i had kindly asked mike trick. and mike yeah. was so gracious to take it down because uh, you know um, yeah maybe now it's fine for people to, i think i've built a name for myself a brand it doesn't for myself. have to be a beer bottle i'll just say yeah. it can be any type of glass bottle okay. but I, I think the really the only negative outcome of that whole thing was the fact that you ended up bruising yes. your elbows <laughs> and paula had to do the care for you afterwards yeah. for yeah. that so i was it's gonna just, say there are some bru- Bruises involved when but. building a brand like a <laughs> tr- trying to build a key creative <laughs> reputable brand that is professional and serves children uh, across the province it's probably not the best thing to have john john when they search key creative and this guy just breaking a bottle, Beer bottle. Hey, i'm just saying i'm just saying so that's why that's why i asked but maybe we can res- resurrect it mike i don't know Stay yeah, tuned. maybe that could be like one of the uh the side uh you know like behind the scenes yeah. clips yeah. or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, exactly Revisit. so okay so okay. Well, let me finish the story so it, the the book or the i guess the guide the to hide. starting your own business said mm-hmm. you should say what you do as well in the yeah. so i'm like okay what do I do? Do we do therapy? Well, no, I don't want to write that. Um, consulting. We're consultants. Mm. So it was key creative consulting was the first name, the trade name. Um, And it eventually became key creative Inc uh, Mm. incorporated. So um, anyways, that's how we created the the name, how we created the name. And most people at the, at when reading it were like, what is Chi Creative? People who knew QI in Mandarin um, is Chi uh, or Cantonese, um, Chi Creative, most people would say uh, Qi or QI. And then I got another idea. I'm like, well, this is perfect because the way that we look, the way that I personally looked at learning is intelligence comes in different ways. So people always test, and at the time, I mean, even today, the IQ tests, and it's like, well, you are, your IQ is much lower compared to your peers according to standardized testing. And that's 
that's great. That's all fine. However, I also believe that we have different types of intelligence. Um, and so QI is also IQ backwards. We have creative intelligence or we have different smarts and our clients had different smarts. That's always um, been something really empowering for me as someone who's probably a, a middle of the road IQ level person is, is knowing that IQ doesn't have to define how awesome you are, that it does come in different um, in forms of intelligence. And so that always resonated with me. And I think why I connected so much, one of the reasons I connect so much with key creative is that we celebrate the diversity of intelligence mm -hmm. and it's not just one shoe makes the best shoe, right? Mm -hmm. It can be multiple shoes. That metaphor doesn't quite work. But <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get the gist of what I'm saying. Yeah, but totally. I love an emotional intelligence I feel in our work is so key, pun intended, to what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so did you know that story, Deanna? No, I did not, but <laughs> it's very inspirational. It was, um, and Deanna, you've, Deanna's been around for how many years now? Since 2016, but 2016. my becoming acquainted with Key goes as far back as 2011, Yeah, where I had just transferred into human ecology at the U of A. I'm 19. I barely yeah. know who I am, just like starting undergrad. And I had a vague notion of what occupational therapists do. Mm -hmm. And there was an OT career forum, you know, at like 6 p.m. on a Wednesday at Corbett Hall. And I feel immediately unqualified once I'm sitting there. Because yeah. everybody else is at least six years ahead of me in their academic paths. Like they're about to be graduates of MSCOT and BOTs, look for places to work. And the first few speakers went through like, hey, my name is so-and-so. I work for Alberta Health Services. My name is so-and-so. I work for this agency. Um, I drive around. I, do, I work with kids. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly it was Key Creative's turn and two clinicians that I now know as John John and Eli came upon the stage. John John started with a poem and Eli had this like latex Yoda mask <laughs> that he put over his In face. All Eli fashion. Gotta and I love was it. like, what is this? <laughs> now everyone else is like, hey, what's up? I'm an occupational therapist. This is how I do my work. And I, this is my day. But she was just creative energy flowing through our, our brains. brains. A new collective conscience being shared through our brains. Tap into Dude. this beauty. You we'll and ne I will, will never, never be, be the same. same. There's, There's no, no time like, like the present. present. It's, it's time, time to, to change. Change. And so, John didn't bring his harmonica. <laughs> so Deanna, so what, so yeah, you were there and, um, what, so what, what caught well, your tell attention? Us more, like, yeah, yeah, tell, tell us, us more. more. Like, what, what did you so think? I, like that was that first time where I felt like some sort of equation, some sort of expectation was just smashed. Not just like, this is how kids can work with this adult but like this is how mm. adults can work mm -hmm. <laughs> and this was like a sort of <laughs> meshing up of what work and play like that can kind of be on a spectrum I've studied recreation therapy with myself of just like this is so different but it's all probably just as much if not more effective mm. of like relating to human beings and knowing that we not all success outcomes come from a sterile white table in a white room in a hospital. Yeah. And I didn't like, I didn't know what it was going to be. My minor was completely opposite in geriatrics, mm. <laughs> yes. but uh, I just, it stayed in the back of my mind for all these different years of undergrad. And by the end for human ecology specifically, you have to do a 400 hour practicum. Mm. And there's a lot of different places that human ecology students can do that. They can do that at like, I think in the past we've had the zebra society has been in place. Um, there's, mm. fa there's fashion merchandising. I think it's specifically like we, human ecology has two different distinct majors. One of them is like the family ecology, family studies. And the other one is clothing, textiles, and material culture. Cause you know, clothing and textiles are considered a human environment. Mm -hmm. And mm. that's another thing too. OTs are like buttoning and zippering and, mm -hmm. and like kind accessible ways to get clothed. Yeah. Cause we're not boring knowing how to put a t-shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know that if you have a two, one-year-old or two-year-old, it's not so easy all the time. Or three-year-old or five-year-old yeah. or six or sometimes an adult. So you never know. So by, by fourth year, um, the amazing Catherine Chandler at U of A mm. um, connected with, with John John to figure this out. And that was like, you can either do it for the whole four months, fall or winter semester. I did it like every single day for spring semester and then got graduated, enjoyed life a little bit. And then by 2016, I was hired. So what kept you coming back? <laughs> what, was coming back? what was the thing that like, that really inspired you to want to continue working with Key? Oh, I think there's this like authentic, open-hearted presence professionally mm-hmm. and personally. And there's not like, you need to take this hat off and become the sterile professional when you walk in Mm. like we I've never seen a more come as you are heart on your sleeve way of relating um that isn't artificial that isn't like I'm putting my mask on because I'm working with kids now like no like take that off because and just be who you are and Mm. that (laughs) that has always uh, resonated with me ever since. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I feel like for me, John, I'd be interested how you feel hearing her say that, but it gives me like such pride as a organization to like hear you say that. And I feel the same way like that we get to, or we celebrate being authentically who we are. And I think that's the greatest gift we can give to ourselves and to each other and to the people that we work with is, is being true to who we are and celebrating that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also the creating that, which kind of brings me to the create your awesome and the awesome that we use in our practice over and over and everywhere you look. (laughs) Oh yeah. I can speak another hour just about, um, like disability culture too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just the different medical and social models of how we relate in respect to strengths and challenges Mm -hmm. with, with human bodies and brains and the environment around us. But Mm that's could be another time. That's my, that's my human ecology brain lighting up (laughs) right now. Wealth of knowledge right here, folks. (laughs) And, and, and honestly, Deanna, when I met you on go to meeting, what is it? Go to meeting when I first oh, met probably, you. Probably, yeah. That's yeah. Where I, I remember Paul and I were at the in Jasper, um, working on some um, some service plans, servicing some the families out there, and I remember talking to you and just being amazed of all the skills that you had, and I had no idea what human ecology was, and you telling me just a little bit about what human ecology was, I I knew immediately that you were very special. And you were someone that um, I didn't know what type of role would be perfect for you just yet, but I knew that I I I I'm I was very fortunate to have been given the opportunity to be your preceptor. So um, and now here we are, you know, years later, um, you're our amazing professional human ecologist as well as our communications director. <laughs> um, so. Kudos to you. And now podcast co-host. And, and podcast, podcast co-host. co-host. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> key talks. Exactly. Exactly. So, John, I'm wondering if we can bring it back. So you talked about um, starting your rural practice and getting that opportunity in white court. Um, then what happened? Because now we have a team of 21 of us Um following this philosophy of creating meaningful learning and celebrating people's strengths and talents that make them awesome. And we're spreading that all over the province to hundreds of families and students within schools. How did we get there? Can you share a little bit? Yeah. So um, at first I, I had to figure out how do I multiply my efforts <laughs> because I was burning out quite, quite quickly, um, going from home to home and then coming home at like midnight, waking up at four in the morning, the next morning and doing it all over again. And so, uh, I reached out to, uh, Melissa Mo, uh, amazing occupational therapist Shout and, out Sam, to Mo. and Sam Patharana, 
one of our, my best friends and brothers, uh, amazing occupational therapist who's now our clinical director. And um, they joined as consultants. And so we started dividing and conquering different areas of Alberta, North, <laughs> North Central. And then, Paula, you decided to um, go on full time in 2009, which helped so much create systems and um, administrative practice and policies and procedures for our practice. And eventually we started growing um, our practice through consulting. Um, we had consultants that contracted with us, both SLPs and OTs and PTs. And at one point you and I decided, well, you know, if we're going to make a long lasting sustainable difference, in the culture and the industry, um, we mm -hmm. basically and got ourselves um, trained in the most up to date at the time, and it gave us more confidence and better able to inform our practice. And, and one thing on that that I'll say, I mean, there was a lot of professional development, but I I had alluded to a little bit earlier of the personal development, like our personal development was really pivotal in making sure that we could sustain what we were doing. A lot of the work that we did to ensure that we could create key creative was about ensuring that we were good with our own mental health yeah. um, and taking care of that. And so a lot of our development was going to programs that focused on, um, ourselves and, and making sure like, who are we? What's our purpose? What pains and challenges are we dealing with? How can we create and overcome that and create success for ourselves? And, and I guess also unblocking maybe blockages that we had, um, and then working on our relationship because who, who, if anyone who's in a business with their partner knows that that creates a whole level of dynamic and Mike probably <laughs> can attest to that too. And Deanna. My, and Deanna. my lips are sealed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a but tricky, so grateful it's a tricky situation. that we work with incredible people who give us the space to navigate that, that aspect as well. Uh, yeah. So professional development was a, a key part, uh, of key creative, no pun intended. Pun intended. The key no, works in a lot yeah, of situations I know, I know, I know. as being so a key word. We believe, yes. we believe we are works. And talking about key concepts. Yeah. So key creative, <laughs> this is in a nutshell. So for those of you okay. listening. Give us the nutshell. We are perfectly imperfect beings mm. living with challenges, all of us. And it's through the challenges and the resilient growth that we become awesome. And um, whether someone has a diagnosis or doesn't have a diagnosis, Key Creative believes that we can learn in different ways to hopefully address those challenges one by one and little by little uh, and find the just right challenge. What's the next just right challenge or the next step? Uh, and we do it together and we don't have to do it alone. And that's basically the philosophy mm. um, and, and how we've become, I guess, a practice is a lot of people have resonated behind that. And then I think from that, the mission was, was created to be creating meaningful learning using people's strengths and talents that make them awesome. And my favorite part of the mission, celebrating the strengths and uh, so creating meaningful learning with children, families, and schools living with all abilities and celebrating their strengths and talents that make them awesome. And then our vision being create your awesome, um, you may or may not notice or have noticed that we've intentionally capitalized that R. And the reason why being is that, yes, we can create our awesome, and that's part of our work as uh, coaches and therapists working with, with children, families, and schools around the province. But we also believe you are awesome already, and that sometimes it's just about discovering or rediscovering the awesomeness that's inside of you. And that really excites me and, and inspired me actually to write the book, I am awesome, which we will be looking at next part of next episode. Um, 
And we'll talk a little bit more about that word awesome that we hear all the time. But for Key Creative, that word has really deep meaning and purpose. So we'll share a little bit more about that. John, were you going to add something? Well, I just want to define awesome and what we mean by awesome. Sure. And um, when we talk about awesome, we think of the Merriam-Webster dictionary uh, term or definition of awesome is creating or feelings of awe. And so then we go further, feelings of awe is fear and wonder. And then if you go a little deeper, fear and wonder is respecting something. And in this case, we say you are awesome. So someone who is amazing, surprising, beautiful, and powerful. Mm. So, and the challenge is why we exist is we may not always feel awesome or know that we're awesome or think that we're awesome or believe that we're awesome. And that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but for those who, who potentially might want to feel and discover they're awesome, key creative can help uh, you with that journey just mm. by um, creating meaningful learning and celebrating strengths and talents. Um, that are amazing, beautiful, surprising, and powerful. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> We're all drinking the key juice over yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. So, Deanna, what can we expect from the next episodes? I shared that, you know, likely next episode we're going to be looking at the I Am Awesome book, yes. talking about awesome, all things awesome, awesome, awesome. What What else? Well, just like how I've shared today about how I found key in my journey in human ecology, I think a, a number of our colleagues here, yeah. occupational, physical, speech therapists, all have their own unique, unique edge flavor into mm. how they help kids here in Alberta. Yeah. So we're going to show up authentically as ourselves yeah. and just all those really unique things that make each of our coaches amazing. We have an amazing team. I am so excited for each person to have an opportunity to come on here and share that with, with our community. Um, for example, Coach Connor, he's going to be coming on to talk about his new Key Adventure Club program, the role-playing games, which was featured on the CBC. On the CBC. Um, they had a great story, which so grateful that they took the time to do that. And Connor and Devin had an opportunity to share a little bit there. But you'll get it here firsthand um, from Connor himself. And then maybe Devin will join him too. Our brilliant Coach Lisa, who is a wealth of knowledge for any resource um, and resources related to supporting our clients. And she's going to come on and talk about um, a bunch of different books related to working with children on all, all different areas of mental health and, and all abilities and special needs. Um, which we're also going to talk about the term special needs, because as I'm saying it, um, I know that that's a topic that we've been discussing as an organization. So you can expect all things related to children, families, and schools living with all abilities. We want to create and celebrate people's awesomeness here. We want to talk about the challenges. And I think most importantly, we want to celebrate the awesome and look at how we can continue to overcome challenges by celebrating um, each person's authenticity. And what, John, what do you call it? Authenticity? Authenticity, copyright, <laughs> John John Rivero, 2016. <laughs> That's a plug. That's a plug. Um, and you can always join us at um, keycreative.com to learn more about who we are, what we do, and why we do it. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me as the first guest of Key Talks. It's awesome. Um, I'll, I'll show you what the whoosh looks like for those of you who, who don't have a visual uh, reference on, on YouTube or the video. Uh, imagine your fist being closed and you're going to give pump, someone fist a fist pump or a pound. And as you make contact, either physically or symbolically, um, you explode Open your fist. Yeah, explode, and then come back into a fist and finish with a pound Now, we again. can't forget the sound effects. So it sounds yeah. like this. Okay, that so goes let me let me the... explain. So you got the fist, and you go whoosh, <laughs> and bring it back in. So you breathe <laughs> in. So you, breathe, you, you do the whoosh, and you go whoosh. <laughs> 
Okay, so we're going to have Coach Devin come on our show and explain how to do the whoosh in a very simple way that he has taught us all, which I forget oh, how to I, explain. I, I always go with, it's potatoes, fries, potatoes. Oh! So, yeah. So you could do that. So, potatoes, but the, Just to remind fries, you, it takes a little bit of coordination to be able to get the whoosh <laughs> and then breathe in. So you're breathing out with the whoosh, breathe out like a whoosh, whoosh. and then breathe in, go... It takes practice. It comes back in. It does. It takes practice. And so the the acronym around WOOSH is we offer opportunities serving hope. That's the official acronym. And other people, Mike has a different acronym for it. Um, Well, I just say it's a a heartbeat in unison. Yeah. That's mine. So that's a good good way to think about it. Really what we want to know is what does your WOOSH look like? (laughs) Well, it should look the same. It's just the the meaning should be different, I guess, according to as long as it's, yeah, anyways. It should don't change the whoosh. Don't change it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Potatoes, so, fries, potatoes. I, I just okay. have one thing I want to say before, before we close up. Like I, I, if someone said to me 10 years ago, so 2013, that we'd be in this beautiful key creative headquarters space with amazing staff, incredibly talented talk show hosts, like <laughs> podcast host, Deanna, Paula and a full-time chief technical officer working to produce amazing content and to be able to get, let alone get to go out across Alberta and across province and travel to support families, I would have been dreaming. And so this is the dream. And from someone to, um, to tell me that I'd be like, I won the lottery. So today I will say I've won the lottery as part of my own dream. Uh, you know, that little boy inside thinking this is the dream. And so I want to say thank you to everyone here for making this a reality. Um, and to everyone on our team and all our stakeholders, like this is incredible. And I'm yeah. so excited for this podcast and I can't wait to see what it becomes and how many people are able to reach with this. So Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you, John. We couldn't have asked for a better first guest or founder and CEO, Jonathan Michael Rivero. Um, you're an inspiration to us and to our viewers. And thank you for coming on Key Talks. Talk to you soon. Let's whoosh it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Three, two, one. Whoosh. Awesome. Key Talks is a project of Key Creative. We hope you found this episode informative, thought-provoking, and enjoyable. To learn more about the topics covered in this episode, visit our website at keycreative.com. That's qicreative.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps other people discover our show and lets us know what we're doing right. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time.